Hello and welcome to Pop Pints and Politics with your two favorite degenerates, Zach and Noah, where we discuss the taboo topics of our world and share many of our raw and uncut thoughts. For anyone listening inside of any religious domain, please use headphones due to excessive profanity, the reference and use of many illegal substances, and sometimes but not always adult content and nudity. Any minors, please be with or gain the permission of your parent or guardian. Although we do not encourage such young viewers to tune in. Now let's begin. But remember, we will offend you. We do not care. We are not PC. We should not be your main source of information. There is no topic we will not discuss. We are open-minded to all opinions and are free thinkers. Please do not sue us, for we have no money and are extremely poor. Now let's begin with pot, pints, and politics. So I would like to start off this podcast by talking about Stephen Hawking, uh, who just passed away at age 76 on 3-14-18. This man was considered one of the smartest people on our planet. He did groundbreaking work on singularities with Roger Penrose. He co-discovered the four laws of black hole mechanics. His most significant theory is that black holes emit radiation instead of, you know, just gobbling up everything and putting out nothing, which breaks uh, the law that uh, energy cannot be created or destroyed. And they actually do emit a radiation, so it's... There we go. Science, another one for science. And amongst his many other medals and all the awards he's been given by the scientific community and his groundbreaking theories that have changed the way we view this universe, Hawking was actually one of my childhood heroes. This man got me so involved and developed my love for science. I remember as a kid reading every book on space I could find because of him. I even wrote a paper on why his book, A Brief History of Time, was one of my favorite books, which I do recommend reading. Although I did not become a scientist or physicist, I uh, do construction all day long. Um, I can probably recite any random fact on the universe you want, and I still continue to read such books. Uh, back on track, though, this man had just died, and people still find a way to make it even shittier than it already is. So, um, Franklin Graham, the son of the late Billy Graham, posted this on Facebook. Although it's not terribly bad, and I don't have any problems with the post itself, other than, uh, other than the comments. Uh, I mean, the comments just sicken me on, sicken me. Like, pe- people are just dicks. So, but I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to read the post. Uh, so, here we go. World-renowned physicist Stephen Hawking died today at age 76. He once said, I regard the brain as a computer, which will stop working when its components fail. There is no heaven or afterlife for broken-down computers. This is a fairy story for people who are afraid of the dark. I wish I could have asked Mr. Hawking who he thought designed the human brain. The designers at HP, Apple, Dell, or Lenovo have developed amazing computers, but none of them even come close to the amazing capabilities of the human mind. Who do you you think designed the human brain? The master designer, God himself. I wish Stephen Hawking could have seen the simple truth that God is the creator of the universe. He loved to study everything and anything in it. The Bible says, you are alone. You alone are the Lord. You have made the heavens, the heavens of heavens, and all their host. I read that right? Yeah. You have made the heavens, the heaven of heavens, and with all their host, the earth and all that is on it, the seas and all that is in them. You give life to all of them, and heavenly host bows down before you. Nehemiah 9 6. Uh, okay, so I'm not going to get into any arguments about that, but I, I'm going to get into the comments right away. Uh, here's one by Jill. Yeah, he was book smart, but he could not understand God created all of us on earth. Not a big bang. I hate to think that he is in hell, but I think he is. Too bad. All right, well, there's just so much wrong with that comment for the 
scientifically, we were not created by the Big Bang, okay? We were totally different process. I, I'm not, I'm not going to, like I said, I'm not going to get into all this. And then Otto, because of his extra intelligence, he thought he was a god in his very own way. Very sad. Okay. Uh, I don't think he believed he was God. The man was very humble. Matter of fact, he said, he's all for, you know, the more you know, the less you know. Um, so, uh, next, Mark. Not as smart as he thought he was. Okay, I don't, I don't think the guy believed he was a genius. I, I think he just, I mean, he knew shit. I don't, okay, so that, that's implying that because he doesn't believe in God, he, he's not smart. That's just not true. And, uh, but I want to focus on the one part of Franklin Graham's post saying that I wish I could have asked Mr. Hawking who he thought designed the human brain. The designers at HP, Apple, Dell, or Lenovo have developed amazing computers, but none come even come close to the amazing capabilities of the human mind. Who do you think designed the human brain? All right. No one designed the human brain. It evolved. Uh, the human brain is a mess. David Linden, professor of neuroscience at John Hopkins University, uh, very smart man says this, and I, I, I want to play a clip by him uh, if you guys want there to listen. There are a lot of things that are created accidentally in evolution. There are a lot of side effects. So you can evolve a pleasure circuit for adaptive things so that you'll eat food and drink water and have sex. And you can evolve social cognition, and then you can connect up your social cognition center with your pleasure center. And then you can take pleasure from positive social evaluation, which is something that you can imagine would promote group cohesion and in hunter-gatherer societies would be adaptive. But then you've built a machine that can be operated on in all kinds of ways in terms of culture and behavior. And we shouldn't fall into the trap and think that all those ways are adaptive or useful just because they've evolved. Evolution uh, is a tinkerer, not an engineer, as Francois Jacob famously said. And when you're a tinkerer, you throw things together to solve the problem at hand. You don't build elegantly, and you don't build the way an engineer would build to try to consider all the possible contingencies. You're just solving the one problem that circumstances have dealt you at this moment. There's a tendency, particularly when looking at brain function, to be overawed by the brain. And, well, this is understandable. We say, well, human consciousness is manifest in this two and a half pounds of tissue in our skull. And that's amazing. You say, yeah, that's amazing. But that doesn't mean that when you lift the hood and look at how it's built, either anatomically or electrically or genetically, that what you see is well-engineered. No, it's a freaking mess in there. And it's a freaking mess both at these biological levels, and a lot of times it's a freaking mess at the behavioral level. We have two visual systems in our brain, a subconscious one and a conscious one. We have two auditory systems in our brain, a subconscious one and a conscious one. No engineer ever would have designed it like this. And then the information from these two streams has to be fused to create our behavior. It's a total kludge. It works pretty well. Our brains are pretty impressive in what they can do. The engineering behind it 
is completely insane. It never is what anyone would have designed given the chance with all the time in the world on a blank sheet of paper. Okay, so there's that clip. Uh, the man is far more intelligent than I, so I figured I'd let him do the speaking. Uh, I just want to say, I'm all for people being allowed to believe what they want to believe, as long as it doesn't bring harm onto others. But just at least be open-minded. I mean, look at the facts. I mean, I would rather know the ugly truth than believe a sad lie. And um, that's it. That, that's it on this segment. Uh, let, let's see what Zach has to say. Unfortunately, Zach cannot be with us today. He had something come up, so he will not be attending this Sunday podcast. But I would like to kick off the rest of the day with a new segment I like to call Picking a Bone with the Dog. Noth Dog, Hello. you? Noth Dog, can you hear me? I know we've been having some technical issues lately. Noth Dog. Hello? Yeah, can you hear me? Uh, yes, I can. Look back. What'd you say, Noth Dog? Uh, loud, loud, clear, low crack. Yeah. So, Noth Dog, uh, I've started a new segment on my show called Picking a Bone with the Dog, which is basically where we get inside your mind and we ask you all sorts of questions and we just find out what kind of person you are. You want to get inside my mind? Yes, I do, Noth Dog. I'd really like to pick that brain of yours apart. Are you a fucking bird? Am I a bird? Thinking bird man. Uh, I don't think birds pick apart brains, but uh, I can see where you're going with this. I, I, am, hey, I am fully a human being, 100% anatomically. That's exactly what a bird man would say. Well, are you telling me that you're 100% man with the spirit of a bird? You know what? I can't say yes because sometimes I do want to fly, as we all want to soar. But don't go, don't soar too close to the sun. Not Wings will burn just like that of Icarus. Yeah. His father gave him wax wings. He flew too close to the sun and they melted. What is going on, Doctor? I'm beating my dog. Beating your dogs? No, Hold up. Whoa, 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 whoa. I, I can't stand here in good conscience and allow you to beat your dogs. Uh, it's good training. Train for what, Knopf Dog? To be a better, stronger dog. No, 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 no. You can't beat dogs on the air. That's uh, that's not going to sit well with our listeners uh, or with me. I'm smacking it. I'm smacking it into a sheet of. Uh, I'm smacking it with a sheet of uh, sheet metal. No, dog. That shit is sharp. You'll cut your dogs up. Do we need to like call animal control on you? Uh, no. I don't have animal control where I where I live. I am the animal control. God, it must be a horrible county if they had to hire somebody like you. Uh, well, they never exactly hired me. You're, so you're a you're a self self made self employed animal control uh, 
I don't know what they would call them. Uh, dog catcher, I guess. Uh, yes. Yeah. All right. So, what are you training your dogs for specifically? Uh, rape. You're training them to be raped or to rape others. Both. Enough, dog. This this is insanity, enough, dog. Has anybody ever told you this? I don't talk to anyone but my dogs. Okay, enough, dog. I I can tell that this is a uh, this is something that is a whole another interview that needs to be conducted. So I say, how about we just move on to the next question? Do you believe in the hollow earth theory, Knopf Dog? What? Do you believe that the earth is hollow? Many conspiracy theorists such as yourself believe this. Is this something you believe? Are you there, Knopf Dog? Uh, yes. Can you answer the question? Uh, what was the question? Do you think that the that the Earth is hollow, and that UFOs are piloted by an ancient underground race who remain undecided whether to enslave or assist the surface dwellers? Do you believe this? Uh, well, I don't like sw- surface dwellers. Aren't you yourself a surface dweller? No. No. Well, I, I can tell you, you sound like a man based off of facts so I, I can tell you that that theory is incorrect the earth is not hollow we have a center of like molten iron and nickel and whatnot um, yes come on not dog you have to give me some kind of a something here what do you think about the illuminati uh the i am uh well the illuminati they're uh very uh, special kind of people. Uh, I work with a lot of them sometimes. Uh, I sell dogs to them. What kind of dogs do you sell to them and for what purposes? Well, uh, they like uh, sacrificial purposes. I sell them some of my goat dogs. Your goat dogs? Yes. I know last night you were talking to me about how you breed dogs with other animals. Uh, can you elaborate on what you exactly do? I know you mentioned something about draping the cloak of a dog over an alligator, and you called it a, a gator dog? Uh, yes. Uh, elaborate on this, please. How, how does this process go? What is that? How, how does this process work, exactly? Well, you see, I find an animal that's not the... I find an animal that's not the dog. And I, uh, I get a dog, and I skin the dog, and I uh, staple it onto the other animal. <laughs> no, dog, this is very inhumane, and I'm pretty sure illegal. No, so you're, not you're illegal. Me you have no background in genetics anywhere. You never went to college for anything of the sort. You're more of like a taxidermist. College? You're, you're like a fucked up Michael Myers uh you know, Texas Chainsaw Taxidermist here. So I'm fucked up just because I have a passion for making making new animals? I, I believe that's inhumane and, and unethical. 
Have, no. have you sold any of these dogs? You sell these goat dogs. So these goat dogs are goat skin draped over a uh, a golden retriever or what? Uh, well, sometimes I I just uh, I harvest the organs of the dogs and I switch them out for the organs of the goat, therefore making it some sort of a goat dog hybrid. Do you know that scientists have actually made a spider goat? This is true fact. As to where. They can get uh, spider silk from uh, the milk of the goats. They'll lactate spider, basically spider webs in a way. Well, it's actually the proteins of the spider silk are inside the uh, the milk that they produce, and they then uh, take those proteins somehow, separate them, and synthesize uh, spider silk in mass quantities from goat milk. Are you? Are you part of this project? Do you work with these scientists in tandem to create your dog? Uh, hybrids? I don't like spiders. For what's the reason? I mean, spiders keep the insects away. If we didn't have spiders, your house would be invaded and infested with flies. And- the only time, only time time I ever, the only time I ever get near a spider is to cook it. To cook it? You're eating spiders. That doesn't sound like a healthy diet. I know some tribes uh, on Amazon eat- I like getting my protein from insects and bugs and uh, uh, acrobatics. Acrobatics is a type of like gym gymnastic activity to where you fly through the air and like do flips and shit. no, that's a spider. No, you're an thinking- acrobatic is a is a oh, I, I see the is a scientific word for spiders. I see the confusion. You're thinking of arachnid. No, that's that's a guy who jumps on a pole and does tricks in the air. Okay, enough, dog. I can see that. I'm not going to change your mind on this topic. So. uh you're part of this new age movement to where you believe that killing animals is wrong and that I we, don't should, kill them. we should, uh, I mean, you're skinning dogs over here, but, but what I'm talking about is, so you think we should live It's not like they die through the process. Just like some nations do. I mean, there's plenty of bugs in the world to feed mankind. Do you think this is what everyone <laughs> No, I can't. Quiet! Not dog. If you could please not beat your animals in the air. Why? Uh, it's it's. I'm gonna lose viewership over this, and get some very nasty emails. I'm not. I'm not beating them. I'm. I'm training them. Okay. Uh, let, let's keep dog training and podcasting separate. Can we agree to that? Yes. Okay. <laughs> not dog. What did we just talk about? Um, we were talking about, uh, how you eat, you eat cows and spiders and uh, fuck goats. I, I think you were going to explain to me the process of how you, how, how are you not killing dogs in the process of harvesting their organs and skinning them? They, this is not healthy for any living creature. Well, uh, just as any, anyone who undergoes a surgical transplant. It's not like uh, every time someone gets a kidney transplant, they die. You switch them out. You did a little switcheroo. But you're not a doctor, and you live in a box. Well, that's a very vague term for a box. I call them a box. Okay. Um, I, I would feel more comfortable if we got off the, you know, assaulting dogs topic. How about we talk about something different? 
what do you think, Moth Dog? Um, what do you think about global warming? Um, we discussed this I love it. yesterday. Oh, God, I got a shit. Can you stay on the phone? Quince doing so? It's leaking. It's leaking out of my asshole. Oh, God. What did you eat, Moth Dog? Spider goats. So you do work with the spider, the spider goats. Oh god! Oh god! Oh. Oh. All right, I think it passed. Oh, is that all? Are you done, not though? I think so. Uh. Oh yeah. Uh, are you finished with your business? I don't know. Oh my gosh! How about how about you stay on the air and do a, do a, do a little you know a little bit? Keep the viewers entertained. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go clean out my pants. Well, I, I got a few more questions to ask you, enough dog. Oh God! Yes. Okay. Uh, what, what what are your thoughts on global warming? Ouch. Ouch! Uh, global warming is a uh, is a wonderful thing. You know, the the quicker we can heat this place up, the quicker uh, the quicker we can get Zorgnax to uh, come and visit. What what are Zorgnax, not dog? Uh, well, it's not what are it's Zorgnax. He's uh, I like to think of him as a uh, father figure. And what exactly is Zorgnax? Uh, the first of my creations that uh, uh, that I succumbed to, and uh, well, I was basically made his pocket bitch. How how so? If he's not already here, he left. It was uh the first uh, dog lizard hybrid I made. The planet was too cold for him, so he had to leave. But he told me when I warm it up enough, he'll come back to me, and I can praise him again. Not dog So you praise your own creation. Uh, yes. So I can tell you about. Have you succumbed to some sort of uh, d- delusions or hallucinogen or like? Do you hallucinate? Uh, no. Are you on any like disassociative drugs or anything no. of sort or Zorg- like lack Zorg- of medication? Zorg- mm, I make my own. You make your own. What do they consist of? Yes. Oh God. Well, it's a. Uh, it's a very uh, complicated process. First, I start a fire. I pour in some lead-based paint. I I I uh I break up some shards of glass and toss that in there. Make sure it's nice and um, broke down to really clean out my system. After that, I get a bunch of uh, ashes from uh, the burnt fabric of a uh, of a. Uh, oh God, I can't say that. Um, the burnt. Uh, God. I steal the clothes from Holocaust survivors and burn them. It really gives that an extra flavor. No, dog. This, these are your psychoactive medications you're taking. It just sounds like you're ingesting a concoction of random ingredients in hopes of a a possible. <laughs> are you okay? Are you are you choking? I'm shitting. 
Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were taking out your pants. Are you doing both? No, I haven't gone yet. You have not gone. Uh, no, you said you had questions, so I had to say on that. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. All right, Knopf Dog. Uh, let me ask you uh, a question. How, how was your St. Patrick's Day? Yes. Oh, God, it was delicious. It was delicious. Oh, yeah. Oh. What do you, did you eat yesterday? You have a feast? Yes, me and my dogs ate. What did you and your dogs eat? Uh, well, uh, we ate Sally, uh, Ferdinand, uh, Drake, and uh, Crisco. Are these names of people? Uh, no. Failed experiments. Not dog. So, you you are in a sense a geneticist. Uh, yes. Okay, so are you familiar with uh Barbara McClintock or James Watson or Thomas Hunt Morgan or Mario Capecci? <clears throat> These are famous geneticists known around the world. I know who they are. I've tried to get get in touch with them all. And I'm, I'm sure after my uh, dead, actually enough dog. Are you performing seances? Uh, they're dead. I spoke to them yesterday. So you're performing seances. I just ingest. I just. So, so I just ingested my. Uh, you are medium. My, my you are first. medium as well. Then you can talk to the dead. Intrigued. Uh yes. So uh, on that topic, what do you uh, what are your thoughts on the Salem witch trials? Um, I performed most of them. That happened back in 1962. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Oh. Are you performing current? Salem witch trials in Massachusetts. Uh, New Mexico, but same thing. Okay. So, what what are these consist? What what do you do? What are the inner workings of these witch trials? Oh God, I gotta go. Shit, I gotta shit. Oh God. Oh God, I gotta. I'll be back. I'll be so, back. So you you. Live, oh God. Wait, wait. So you live in Salem, New Mexico. No. There's only a population of 942 people in Salem, New Mexico. I live in the outskirts. Of Salem, New Mexico? No, New Mexico. Of New Mexico. Okay. Um, Uh, uh, What are you doing? I got to shit. I got to go. I'll be back. Uh, Let's stay on the air, though. Stay on the air. I gotta go. All right, not dog. Give me ah. a few more minutes with you. There's a couple more questions. I can't do it. Have you heard of the? Um, oh God. Have you heard about the Russian <gasps> experiments and the revival of organisms? Please, you have to excuse me. Oh. You, you can find this in the Prelinger archives. <sighs> Lowcock, Lowcock, listen to me. Yes. I got a shit. I'll be back. Listen, do you, are you familiar with Dr. Sergei Brokhonek? Please. Lowcock, just sing a song. Nicole. And just Boris sing. Levinanowski? <sighs> are you familiar with these doctors? No. 
they uh, performed the dog experiment back in the 1940s where they took the head of a dead dog and su- successfully brought it back to life. Keeping it alive they were making a mockery of my work. They were making a mockery of my work. What happened in 1940, Nuff Dog? How old are you? How old are you? I'm a young, I'm a young child in my mid twenties. I, uh, well, I've existed before existence itself. Nuff Dog, you, is there a chance that you wear a foil hat on your head? Uh, no. I do, uh, I do add that to my, uh, my daily pill, morning, morning and afternoon pill, actually. You have foil, too. Foil is good for your soul. That is if I had one. If you had one. So you have sold your soul, then. I didn't sell it. So you were religious? Uh, no. You did, so what did you do with uh, your soul? I, I actually went through a very uh, delicate process. I captured my soul in a vial, and every with every experiment and everything I uh, create, I add a little bit of myself to it. Very interesting, Noth Dog. So sort of like God and the Holy Spirit. There's a little bit of God in every man, except though myself being oh, yeah. do not believe in such fairy tales. Oh, yeah. It's a very delicate process. Anyone can do it. Yeah, well, Noth Dog. Um, so you think these Russian experiments make a mockery of you? Yes. How so? Well, it's a joke. They, um, it's a joke. It's not real. Do you believe, uh, what other... Oh, they did. Oh, it's all fake. What other hybrid animals do you know of? Do you know of the Pizzly or the Wolfen? The liger or the zebroid? Um. Well, I actually have seen the creation of zebroid before. That's a zebra and any other equine. Uh no, it was my uh my my dog Broid. Uh, it went and fucked a zebra when we were at a zoo one time, and so we named it zebroid. Zebroid. And um. Oh my god, there's shit leaking down my leg. Would you be able to provide me with sufficient evidence of all these experiments you've done? Yeah, I would love it. How would I do that? How would you do that? Yeah. Um, mail, mail me some photographs. Send me some audio recordings of the noises these animals make. Anything, really. Uh, I can do that. You can? Uh. Well... I, I will touch base with you on that later about contacting me with such evidence. But right now, there's one more question I want to ask you, and I want you to go in as much depth as possible with it and just truly uh, open up and speak about it because I think it's something. That can I take a shit? I need to take a shit, and then I can talk the rest of the day. This, this is this is the final final part, and then we can do it. Oh, my God. Later. What? Are you a Scientologist? No. Elaborate. Uh, not a Scientologist. Does that, do you have no more words on that subject? I thought you would have far more things to say. No, I don't believe in God, so I'm not a Scientologist. Scientologists don't believe in God. They actually, they believe in a alien being. Uh, well, actually, this was founded by Ronald Hubbard, L. Ron Hubbard. Um, he, he was a, he wrote fictitious books, but he came to say, uh, that basically an alien 
captured a bunch of aliens, flew them to Earth, threw them in a volcano, and the souls of those aliens took over all the animals on Earth, and that's what people are today. It's totally false. Uh, actually, that does sound like a... Wait a second. I know who you speak of. Tom Cruise is part of this. No, Zorgnak. He did that. Zorgnak did this. Yes. Head of a dog, skin of a lizard. Um, Have you not heard the tale of Zorgnak the Great? Uh, I was his creator. I thought you said he was created recently. It was Zeno. <clears throat> no, was no. Zeno was the alien. No, years ago. <laughs> I created him, and he went back in time. He was the, the genius invention. Okay. I owe him my life. Um, how so? If you create him, he should owe you his life. No, he has a he has a bit runs a, a way bigger picture of what he's doing for us. Okay, so are you part of the Church of Scientology? The first one was found in Phoenix, Arizona, in 1954. So were you a part of the creation of that, since you are his creator? Well, I, I don't want to take credit for it, but I suppose. Suppose. You know there's about 8 million members currently in it, including celebrities such as John Travolta, Kelly Preston, Tom Cruise, Isaac Hayes, Priscilla Presley, and Christine Alley. They're all famous actors that are part of this organization. What do you think, Knopf Dog? We're coming to an end of an episode. Or, not episode, well, segment. Well, I believe, uh, I believe it's a beautiful thing that Zorgnak has done. Zorgnak the Great, head of, head of a dog, skin of a lizard. Well, it's very interesting uh, there. Not dog, I'm sure all of our listeners will be intrigued. Is there anything you want to get off your chest and say before we end this segment? Uh, well, I have some shit on my chest. Anything else? Quiet. Can you not beat the animals on the knock on? Yes. Uh, is that all you wanted to say? No thoughts you want to put out there before we end our first segment on our Sunday? Well, you know, I think, I think this was a really good segment. You know, I always enjoy uh, some company, you know, away from the dogs. <clears throat> um, you know, uh, Happy Kwanzaa, and that's really all I got. All right. Thank you, Nuff Dog. I'm looking forward to hearing from you later. Yes, yes. Uh, I'm hoping I'm hoping we can get uh, Zach on the air with us, maybe. He was uh, – unfortunately, Zach cannot be reached today. I spoke to him, and he, he has more important things to do, apparently, such as bartending. I think you might like to talk to one of my friends, uh, good friends, Damien, is going to be on my show here very soon. Oh, yes. 
Would you like to speak with him? Uh, yeah, yeah. All right, enough, dog. Well, I will be sure to give you a call. I'm going to go ahead and end this segment. Thank you, everybody, and our listeners. Stay tuned. We have a lot more to come for the rest of the day. That's Knopf Dog. You can find him here on the Anchor app or in the apps uh, or on the Apple Podcast. Uh, that's Knopf Dog, capital N O F D O G, all capitals. Um, thank you, guys, and thank you, Knopf Dog, for your time. Okay, our next part will be the. Uh, uh, roughly politics part of pop pines and politics. It's not all politics, but just the newsworthy stuff. So we're going to start off with uh, something that is very much politics, and that's Vladimir Putin, uh, who has recently won the Russian presidential election, again, making this his fourth term. He'll now be in power for another six years. He won Sunday's presidential election with 70% of the vote. His closest competitor was Pavel Grudinin, if I said that right. If I did not, Sorry. Uh, he received only 13% of the vote. But come on, I mean, who expected Putin to lose? There are many reports circling the web about officials stuffing boxes with ballots, like a Thanksgiving turkey. But then again, it's Russia. In Russia, you don't vote. Russia votes for you. Uh, that was my best Russian accent. Sorry, I pretty much botched that. But uh, this guy's going to keep winning and winning. But, uh, I mean, he's not going to live forever. As he said to one reporter, what do you... What do you expect, me to uh, be the president until I'm 100 years old? And then he laughed it off. No, but uh, definitely shit's probably rigged. I mean, the dudes over there did try to, you know, mess with our fucking election and whatnot and our presidential race. So what makes you think they want to do it to their own? Anyways, moving on. uh, Another name that I'm going to have trouble pronouncing is uh, Jan Arnoud Arnoud, um, uh, 38 years old. Uh, he works for Cirque du Soleil. Uh, he was performing, um, I think, this Saturday. And he was in Florida doing uh, aerial straps when he fell. The French performer died in the hospital later on that day from his injuries. Uh, the company said is working with local ass- authorities to investigate what had gone wrong. Uh, it says he fell about 12 feet on the stage below after losing his grip. I didn't see the video of him falling, although I did watch some of the performance. And he isn't that high up, but is rotating super fast, like 100 RPM or some shit. I mean, this guy's spinning like a goddamn drill bit or like a fucking dreidel. Anyhow, 12 feet doesn't seem high, but from what this dude was doing, I, I could see how he got hurt. I mean, he'd been, he's been doing this for 15 years, though, so something had to have gone terribly wrong. Um, anyhow, my condolences out to the Cirque du Soleil family. And uh, this last part, this story is from Right Wing Watch, and... Um, it's about YouTube personality Andy Worski, uh, who's famous for catering to white supremacists. So this guy is basically a horrible fucking person, just one of the scum of the earth that we don't need here. But he is because of freedom of speech. And, you know, like I do say, no, how my, no matter how much I disagree, people are entitled to their own opinions. But anyhow, uh, this clip I'm about to play you, uh, he goes to brag about how he sexually assaulted a drunk woman by taking his condom off during sex. And the other guy that he's talking to warns him uh, to say it happened more than seven years ago so he can avoid any allegations or getting charged. Like, dude, if someone agrees to fuck you, you have to follow the prerequisites that they put in place for you to fuck them. Like, if I agree to have sex with some chick and all of a sudden she shoves her fist up my ass, I'm going to be fucking pissed. Like, that's sexual assault. I don't want a fist up my fucking ass. Even if she, like, took off my condom without me knowing, which, 
you probably you would definitely notice as a guy somebody pulled your comment off, but condom off. But I mean, I would be pissed. Thankfully, I have a girlfriend, so I don't have to worry about uh, worry about that. Not the condom, but uh, having sex. <laughs> Anyhow, here's the clip. This is the story I was telling. The condom was too tight, like it was hurting my dick, and she was drunk. So during the sex, I pull, I pull my dick out. And Maybe I you're just in the wrong hole. No, no, I pulled the condom off. No, no, it was like I didn't get the proper fucking Trojan ones that you, I, like, I, I usually get. It was some random gas station ones that were so tight. I'm like, God, or this is like Asian fit. Yeah, it was like Asian fit or something. Yeah, and then I fucking, and then I fuck her without the condom on. I was hammered. Like, I pulled it off, and then she was mad at me after. She's like, what the fuck? You pulled off the condom and fuck. Yeah, sorry. I pulled out and everything. And then I was like, next day, I'm like, oh my god, what did I do? And I went to the fucking walking clinic. Well, what year year did you do that in? Because that was rape today. Yeah, stealthing is illegal now. Uh, that was probably 2000... Say over and seven nine? years in. Over seven years is the and answer. And nine? Okay, that's all. Okay, because we after 2000. So um, that was the clip. And uh, I mean, this, this guy is a racist, anti-feminist, sexist. Uh, hopefully he gets punched in the fucking mouth one day because he's just a terrible piece of shit. The scum of the earth we don't fucking need. But people are entitled to their own opinions. Let him say what he wants. But one day, I hope some motherfucker just walks up and clocks this dude and fucking sends him to the dentist for 32. Anyhow, that's going to close this segment of Pop Pints and Politics. Uh, Our final segment is going to come up today. Uh, It's going to be just our raw and uncut thought about anything and everything we can think of. Unscripted, uncensored. Going to be offensive. But, um... Yeah, that's it. Stay tuned, you guys. You're going to love it. Hello, and welcome back to Pop Pines and Politics. I'm thankful for all my viewers that have stuck around for these past 45 fucking grueling minutes, and I'm sure I've probably bored you half to death. And uh, if you're staying only in hopes for that outcome, well, then please do not hold me liable. Anyhow, this is our final segment of the episode, which is all unscripted, raw, and uncut, just a straight thought about anything and everything. Unfortunately, my other half is not here and has not been here all day, Zach. Uh, He does work, though, so I will give him that. He's he's been working today, and he is... uh, He's currently working on a job to uh, write for a, uh, I, I honestly, it's, it's, I think it's for a newspaper or a, uh, some, something up in, uh, it's down, down in Cincy. Uh, I'm not sure. I just know he's a writer. The guy writes books, a uh, very intelligent man. I wish he could be here for this part of the discussion because some of his raw and uncut thoughts are the best. Anyhow, let's begin. Um, I, I just want to start off by saying, man, like. Have you guys seen those pictures of the fucking rainforest on uh, Google Maps and whatnot? We have truly, like, decimated that shit. Now, I love paper as the next guy. I know Zach would agree because he's a writer. But then again, we're in the age of electronics. 
but there's no better feeling than taking like a black wing pencil and just etching a creation onto some paper. I, I'm an artist for one. I, I draw a lot in my free time. Um, I wouldn't quite call my works good or amazing, but I still do it. So therefore I still am an artist. Uh, anybody can be an artist. You just got to be passionate about something and create something and be imaginative. Anyhow, so there's no better feeling than a pencil, just that graphite blurring off the end of your stroke onto the paper, creating an image. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's an amazing link between the mind and the physical world to create what you're thinking. But uh, so, but these pictures, man, they're just like, they're just devastating to see what we've done. I mean, the humans destroy shit. But then again, the, what those pictures don't show is how truly massive the Amazon is. I mean, it's a lot bigger than what you see, so... Uh, there's far more resources on this planet than we won't know what to do with. The problem is not the earth is running out of resources. The problem is we don't have the manpower or the equipment to acquire such resources. So, I mean, that's really that for my part of that raw and uncut thought. Next thing, man, like, I, well, if, have you guys ever heard of smelling salts? If you are a power lifter or ever been in a gym or you probably watch, if you watch football, you've seen those guys crack those things under their nose and get all like hyped up after play, ready to get into the next. Well, smelling salts are basically just ammonia salts. They're just ammonia and you smell them. And I bought some of these fucking things the other day. They're pretty cheap. Uh, power lifters use them a lot because they give you like a they give you like a, a supposedly a boost of energy. What they do is they open up capillaries inside your nose and your brain to allow a rush of oxygen. They're totally legal. The only sport they're illegal in, illegal in is boxing due to the fact that if you're knocked the fuck out, you should not be woken up to get knocked the fuck out again. It's just bad for the brain. Anyhow, so I bought some and I gave them to my friend Mike and... Dude, he, he was a little adamant about the shit for like not wanting to do it. Uh, the shit does smell like straight cat piss. But uh, he fucking did it, dude. And you should have seen the look on his face. Jesus. Uh, his eyes started watering. His nose got all clogged up, dude. He, there is no way in hell he could have fucking squatted 500 pounds if he would have smelled that shit. I, I'm pretty sure he would have fell to the ground and been crushed in the state he was in momentarily. But... Fucking hilarious. You guys can take those things. Smelling salts. I got the nose torque ones. You somebody's passed out drunk, you put it under their nose, they'll jump right the fuck up. Like if you absolutely need to wake up an unconscious person, these are por- perfect for that. But in my experience of using them, I don't see how it could get me to throw up heavier weights. But I mean they they work, obviously. Powerlifters using them, so maybe I'm doing something wrong. And uh Oh man, this this is hard to do with just one person and you don't got that second person to help you bring out that raw and uncut thought. So I'm really talking to myself. I probably seem like a fucking crazy person right now. Although I'm driving and I'm holding my phone kind of by my face. So it looks like I'm talking on speaker to somebody. So at least the people I'm next to in cars don't think I'm crazy. They just think I'm a dangerous driver, which is much better. Anyhow, um topic of driving self-driving cars man they, they are here and they will soon be everywhere i guarantee the next 50 years it will be like when the first autom- automobile was created you hardly like i remember my grandma telling me stories of how it was rare to see one in town i mean she just recently passed away around the age of 95 or 94 she's my great-grandmother but that's how it is today you barely see a guy on the road with a tesla driving 
self-driving car and there's a few other companies that make them out there but i give it 50 years man everybody's gonna have one it's gonna be the norm it's gonna be safer for one i mean if all these cars are thinking together just the biggest thing is as long as you keep your hands on the wheel and if there's like a user override for malfunction things will go great i think it's gonna change the industry of transportation as such as transporting goods they are now gonna have semis that just drive the entire time they can drive 24 7 non-stop the only thing you gotta do is have a guy in the car for uh maintenance really so i wonder how that industry is going to take a turn. technology is going to change a lot of shit i mean it's, it's 50 to 100 years you guys are going to see the world is going to be a very different place than it is right now um with ai i guarantee will come out within that time and once that does i don't think it's going to be a threat i don't think there's going to be a the goal ultron type goal to eliminate humanity i think ai is going to have morals just like humans like we have morals it's going to be able to conceptual conceptualize the idea of you know it's bad to fucking murder somebody um but then again if these robots have morals uh they may think that what we do the planet is fucked up but then again they'd have to be some hippie robot uh there's reasons behind what we do it's not just fucking innate evil we have programmed into us to destroy it's there's reasoning i mean we wouldn't mine coal if we didn't have a reason sure those robots would understand but the whole thing about ai is it will it will be able to learn things exponentially and will be able to solve so many of the world's problems in terms of medicine technology and all sorts of things because although damn near every person on this planet carries the entirety of mankind's knowledge in your pocket aka your cell phone which has google on it you can look up anything and just basically know it instantly as long as you're reading off your phone i, I doubt you're gonna have a photographic memory and memorize it but what that ai will have is that ai will be able to do that it will it will know it'll, google will be its fucking brain it will be the files inside its brain it goes to when it's asked a question it'll be able to use all that link it up together solve problems and it's going to be amazing. We're going to see the world change. And along with that, I think we're going to see the curing of all diseases and of aging, which aging is just a malfunction in your cells. All it is is the breakdown of a certain component in the cell to uh, doesn't allow it to make you know perfect copies of itself anymore. Um, one, 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 one moment, please. I'm sorry, I'm back. Like I said, I was driving, so my main focus does have to be the road. Anyhow, part of that cell um, breaks down. Uh, there's a specific component. It starts with like a T, something in the... Uh, I know DNA's the basically the map for it, but there's the part of the cell that does that, that co- tells it to make a perfect copy, and over time, it just makes worse and worse copies. And um, that's why you get old and wrinkly and your organs start to fail. They don't work as good, so... I think aging will effectively be cured. All diseases will be cured. It's just a matter of time. But now that doesn't mean I can't walk up with my fucking nine millimeter and fucking shoot you in the face or throw you off a building or fucking however the fuck you want me to physically injure you, it will kill you. Now, um, 
medicine at that point might be advanced enough to where people will more likely be able to save your life from such injuries, but you're never going to be truly Im- immortal. I don't think humans will ever be immortal. Um, we may extend our lifespan. We may get to the point to where we can download the contents of our brain and allow us to, you know, fucking make a, basically just make a copy of yourself. But then again, that's, that won't be you. If you copy a CD, make a copy of a movie and then play that. And then you break that other movie. The movie you copied isn't broken. Why? Because it's not the same movie. So it will do th- do like you and act like you, but it won't be you. The real you will be dead. An exact copy of you will live on. Um, so it's just a matter of time till humanity makes such changes if we're not wiped out by a nuclear war first. Um, I don't think we'll live the next thousand years. Uh, I think we will somehow fuck ourselves up, fuck some shit up to where we just ruin the life of humanity. Now, when I say that, I don't think, I mean, we'll go completely extinct. I think maybe we'll have such a major setback. We'll be back in the fucking caveman ages, sticks and stones type shit. It's going to be like fucking Mad Max or a fallout running around. But hopefully we're not. Hopefully we venture out into the stars. We colonize other planets and we become a, you know, multi-planet race where we just fucking exist. I mean, that, that would be something. Well, there's a lot. That's a long, long way off. Mars is the first step, but that would be like a rudimentary, rudimentary form of uh, multi-planet species. We'll be living in little fucking oxygen-filled bubble huts. I'm talking about inhabit, inhabiting other habitable war, worlds. Uh, shit's crazy, man. Um, I'm losing losing stuff to talk about, so I might end this soon. Again, it's all raw, uncut, unfiltered thought. I don't know how many times I have to say that. I guess it's just me stalling for another random thing to pop into my head. But uh, Tim Hortons. Let's talk about Tim Hortons. You guys like Timmy Ho's? You like to get a coffee in the morning and a fucking bacon, egg, and cheese bagel? I mean, that shit's fucking delicious. I just wish they were open earlier. I'm up at 3.30 to go to the gym sometimes. Not every day of the week, but sometimes. And they're not open then. And then I have to drive to work. By, by the time I have to leave for work, they're just now opening. So it doesn't really work out for me. I got to drive almost an hour to work, and they're open at 6. And I got to leave my house at 6. But uh, Timmy Hoes, if you're listening, open earlier. I love your double-doubles. Anyhow, some of you guys out there, Starbucks fans, or um, maybe you're a McDonald's breakfast type guy, and if you are, fuck you. I don't eat that sugary slop you call food. Unless I am extremely inebriated, then I will eat McDonald's. Uh, But my go-to is Taco Bell. Taco Bell is my weakness. I try my best to eat healthy, but when you put a fucking loaded potato griller in front of my face, it is extremely hard for me not to gobble it down. It's like a siren calling a sailor to the sea, making him want to jump overboard into the water just to be drowned and consumed by these devilish witches I call loaded potato grillers. God damn it, Taco Bell, you and your chihuahua have seduced me yet again. Oh, no, that's all I'm thinking about, that and the fire sauce. God, it's a love-hate relationship, me and Taco Bell. 
I think if I had the power to wipe them off the face of the earth, I would have a lot of trouble pushing the button. It's my guilty pleasure, everyone. Now you know my weakness. If you ever want to take me down when I become a James Bond supervillain, just buy me some Taco Bell and you'll, I'll let my guard down. You'll be able to just fucking shoot me because I'm going to be so immersed in the delicious fucking succulent meal of the gods we call Taco Bell. No matter how much of your meat is made from a sawdust powder, I will enjoy it. You could tell me it was made from refined dog shit. I will eat it. It It's so good. So good. And I'm sorry, guys. I was getting a little too passionate there about my guilty pleasure, Taco Bell. Anyhow, I'm nearing the end of my episode. It's getting close to fucking my bedtime. I know, I know. 8.30. But uh, I got to... Like I said, I got to get up at 3.30 and hit the gym. Chest day tomorrow. Um, and this, this brings the end to our first Sunday segment of Pop Pints and Politics. You guys have been amazing. The very few viewers I have. Um, don't forget, I'm poor. So if you want to see this podcast succeed, I for us just to be able to buy better technologies instead of me doing this off my phone, go to my Patreon account. It's called capital N O A H capital Z A C. That's Noah Zach on Patreon. And we're going to be putting out more episodes, better episodes for you guys, more structured, more organized, but we will always have our raw and uncut, uncensored, fucking nasty ass adult content. Nudity will probably be involved. Um, segments. Those will always be at the end of our Sunday podcast and probably short ones variously throughout the week. Anyhow, thank you guys. I love you guys. Remember, be open-minded. Uh, have your own opinions. But yes, have your own have your own opinions. Be open-minded, but be a free thinker. Don't forget to be skeptical. Always look at logic and look at the facts. Facts over faith, unless you're a religious person and I respect your beliefs have faith, I guess, more power to you, do what you want, it's America, land of the free, where we can drink beer and smoke pot, just like every other almost goddamn nation on the planet, so, but anyways, go America, go human race, I hope we succeed one day, unfortunately, I will die before I see it, anyhow, that's the end of this, love you guys, thank you.